0: People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. I like Wes Eisley. I like everything about him. All right, we got something special today, guys. From my hometown in Greene County, Rutgersville, Virginia, to be more specific. We got recording artist, uh, number one hit single, uh, recently recording artist Tommy Wood. What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, man! Thanks a lot for having me on this afternoon or late at night. <laughs> <laughs> Musicians stay up late, so we're, we're good. <laughs> I had a I had a podcast for next week. We just booked, and I said, "How about eight eight o'clock?" And she said, "A.M. Perfect." No, 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 no. I, I need to do nighttime, please. She didn't wake up till noon today because we have the uh, two year old twins. So she got up from five to nine five to nine and then she slept from nine to twelve yeah. so it's entertainers man we yep. just do what we can Wait, do congratulations
1: by the way oh Please. thank you thank you very much now if they were just you know they're two they would just both sleep through the night at the same time we'd be golden 21 before you know them. i know it i know it <laughs> how
0: many kids do you have tommy
2: we got three uh i got 11 year old and i'm coaching soccer uh, travel
1: soccer with now when my days off, and then
0: I have a 21 and a 22. Wow. So we got the twins and we got 11-year-olds. old. So. Um, I feel like I know you, but I don't know you at all. Um, <laughs> we just keep crossing paths. I don't know, when was the first time you were aware of me, being from Greene County and everything? Well, I think we probably crossed paths with the uh, the, the
1: fair circuit, uh, you know, Madison County Fair, Greene County, when they had a fair.
2: Up on the marquee. I never had a chance to stop by and see your show because I'm always on the stage.
0: Yeah. We're the same way. I was telling a friend of mine today, check out the podcast tomorrow, dude. You like country music. You're going to love this guy. And he's like, well, you guys are on the same bill all the time. How much do you hang out? You don't. You go in, do your job, and go to the next gig. Yeah. So you yeah. get to set up and play music all night long. I'm there for 45 minutes and I'm to the next gig. So,
1: right.
0: yeah, yeah, man. So, how'd you get started in music, man? Was it uh, something, were you in chorus class in school? How did that all I'm,
2: I'm gonna i to dial it on back to when I was like five years old. I just I just had this love of listening to my mom's stereo. She had a nice wooden stereo cabinet with the uh, sliding doors that you open up the speakers, you know. And she would always spin them: Conway Twitty, Loretta Lynn, George Jones, Merle Haggard, Mo Bandy, Charlie Pride. List goes on and on. I just fell in love with that sound, and it just kind of intrigued me. So, uh, I tell everybody how I, that's how I, how I cut my teeth on country music. But really, how that happened was I was being mean one day, and my mom took that away from me. So I retaliated by lifting up the wooden thing and bit my teeth right down on the wooden stereo cabinet.
1: Oh no, uh oh. So so I left my mark, and so she gave me the stereo cabinet. So I have it as a, as a memory of. So uh, that's kind of how I got started, just listening. And then I got
2: into school and started uh, getting into drumming. I started uh, as a drummer, and then uh, shoot, I, all through high school I was, you know completely into the music business. And that, they just kind of evolved after
0: that. that. Did you go to William Monroe as well?
2: I you went to William Monroe, and uh, under the direction of Gary Stein, he was the uh, band leader. So I wasn't on the football field. I was made, made mainly in the stands doing the band stuff. You
1: know? Right, right. <laughs> A lot safer. Yeah,
0: yeah. And your head injuries.
1: Yeah. <laughs> CTE. No,
0: no yeah, CTE no. in band, man. No. no. You just made me lose my
1: hearing for the loud noise, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Uh
0: That's all right. They can fix that. That's easier to fix than C T E.
1: That's true. You just pop in some hearing aids. Good to go. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But when I was seventeen, that's when I really got my first band opportunity. I had somebody call me to to be in a band. And I was drumming. Didn't think anything about singing or writing music at the time. I just wanted to be in a band. I was seventeen, you know, young and just ready to hit the road. So I did that for a year and then I wasn't happy. I just Was unsettled. I wanted my own band. So then I left that band, formed my own band. Did that for four or five years, and I still wasn't, you know, I wasn't excited about what I was doing until I met this guy in Richmond. I was playing a club one night in Richmond, and he was from Nashville, he was a piano player. And he told me I needed to trade my guitar, trade my drumsticks for a guitar pick, and get up front and start singing because he said I was a great singer, good drummer too, but. They need to see me up front, so I waited another year after that, and I transformed into front of my band, and, and uh, the rest is history.
0: <laughs> wow! How many people is in your band now?
2: I well, it depends. I, I usually travel with a five-piece band, but I am playing with a twelve-piece band out of Charlottesville called Big Brand the Cool Cats. Okay, oh, yeah, we, we
0: know them. We've worked we with them before.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, so we play everywhere, you know, Pennsylvania,
0: Carolina, Tennessee.
1: No.
0: <laughs> so, do you do you split the bill with them? Like, uh, Big Ray will do some numbers, and then you do some numbers, or is it they are backing you up?
2: Well, they'll pull me on to do specials. He'll bring me in as a national recording artist, and I'll get up to sing a few songs, and I then I'm all, you know. Okay. So I'll do like, four, or five songs a night.
0: Well, uh, Ray Cardell, he is a realtor, correct? Yes. But um, we've done like millionaire shows locally within 100 miles and you'll see him show up i mean people love that big band sound with ray yeah. cardell and those especially those gala events man yeah so he's doing really good with that
2: so absolutely well and we, somebody told me to call him about 5 years ago and uh when i called him up he said tom i don't know what to do with you because i don't know nothing about country and all of a sudden he started getting you know requests for country so he, he called me up and said hey i got an idea let's get a cup of coffee Uh, I know you got your own band thing, but, you know, you can still probably make that work, but I want to pull you in and use you some. So that's how that got started. And he saw how the crowd was reacting to me, so then he was like, you know, I want to pull you on full-time. So I do a lot of stuff with him. Wow, that's great. Yeah. So mostly full-time with him, and then in between the, when I'm not with him, I'm booking my own
0: stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, that was another question I had. Do you do most of your own booking or do you have agents that call you out as well? Or both? Well, well it's kind of, kind of
2: both. Ray, Ray acts as my agent. He'll okay. He'll call me up and say, hey, Homestead wants you for the weekend for a solo or whatever, get a country gig with a full band and he'll, he'll send me wherever he gets a call for just country. Uh, then I get a lot of stuff online. I'm on some online sites that I get requests all the time. The problem is I'm booked. Most time, but then they come. in, I'm already, I'm already booked doing something. So. Yeah, which well, is that, a good
1: thing. Right, absolutely. I
0: hate it. I want to do them all. <laughs> it kills me when she has to turn them down because you can't do it. And can they change the date? Can that show change the time a little bit to make that one? I want to do them all, man. Yeah,
1: you can't.
0: That's just the way it is. If you love what you're doing, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I got a call today, Bristol, Virginia, and I just, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to make it work, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm trying to juggle, but you know, it's, they probably won't be able to do it, so.
1: Yeah. Golly. Yep. Sometimes you just can't make them all. You gotta, <sighs> you know, we always do the first come first serve thing. So if somebody's already booked, no matter if it's a bigger gig that wants us, it's like, well, we've already signed a contract with this one. We can't go back. You know, I know there's people that drop the smaller gigs for the bigger gigs, but I don't know. We just try and be fair. They booked first.
0: It's an ethical thing, man. Yeah. You don't want to upset people.
2: Same way. Same yeah. way. If somebody books me, then I'm going to do the. I don't care if somebody pays me more for another
1: gig. I'm still be you know to the gig that I originally bought. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's you have the show way to And I think that's a good thing. To do. Yeah. Absolutely. And you end up getting more shows because they know they can count on you too. So yeah.
0: Absolutely. All right. So we got you into about 17 years old. You're fronting your own band. And uh, what was the band called? Did you have a cool name for it?
2: Well, we started out with Crossfire. Okay. Was a, we had a huge banner with crossing guns and stuff. And then after that, I figured, um, I kind of disbanded that band and, and formed up some new members, and we called it Night Shift, N-I-T-E-S-H-I-F-T, because we work at night, like a night shift.
1: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> so we were playing a lot of clubs, and, you know, back then, the clubs, you know, 90s, the clubs was hot, you know, and then all of a sudden that went away. So we had to reinvent how we go out and play, you know, more fairs and festivals, and, 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 and since the uh, drinking laws changed in Virginia, with uh, you know more stricter, which I'm all for it. I don't want to be driving it on the road, having somebody run me off the road at late at night, if you know, traveling. But uh, the no smoking in the clubs, you know, changed everything. And that's like vineyards, uh, uh, wineries, breweries, and it's more family oriented that we play. It's, it's a lot more better at
0: so tell me about I know about the smoking, but what what was the drinking laws? What changed with the drinking laws? They're just stricter about how many you can have. There was I actually think I,
2: the bag of, of, of being intoxicated. I guess whatever, whatever level there is, I don't I'm not too familiar with it. Other than I've heard you know, drank one drink and maybe you can be intoxicated,
1: where they can pull you over for DUI if you if you're not a big person. Okay. Oh, so, wow. uh, yeah.
0: So whatever right.
2: the whatever the point point something, I don't, I'm not sure.
0: So you're talking about that with the cops? I thought you meant there was a law with like how much they serve you at the place, or that changed, or something. That's no, kind like of like also the
2: cops, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. All right. Before you. you yeah, know. I gotcha. How do you and like? I can't tell you how, how late at night I'd be going home or coming from a venue and somebody driving on the wrong side of the road.
1: Oh terrible, gosh. Terrible.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, we're we're coming home at two, three in the morning, and and the RV and the trailer, and people just flying by us and it's like we're doing the speed limit we're doing five over the speed limit yeah it's crazy and then i'm in the rv and people are passing me on double lane roads on back roads and it's like we almost had a wreck the other day
1: oh yeah the guy went around us and he wasn't supposed to because it was solid lines and he went around and there was a truck coming that truck like ran off the road whoo it was a close one
0: natalie and i talked about it for a while because we we're like that truck had nothing to do with our situation and that guys but it messed up that dude's day too because yeah he probably had to change his underwear. because It was bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God.
0: But they don't yeah. like. They, nobody likes to. you to know, merge in an RV. They don't. I'm pulling a trailer with an RV, so they right. think I'm going slow. I can go yeah. speed limit. Just give me a chance. Watch. I can do it. Yeah.
1: Got to get there first. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. It's not yeah. Grandpa driving it. It's me. <laughs> yeah. So what are you? What are you pulling? How much equipment do you have to carry?
2: Well, well I, I I usually I've gotten smarter since I've gotten older. So when I book a show. I contract my sound out, so I don't have to touch it. So it's it's yeah. there when I get there. And it's set up, and, and when I'm done, I leave. I don't mess with sound equipment anymore. And and with Big Ray, he does the same thing. He's got a sound guy. He cats, he takes care of they got a truck, and they're all there.
1: So we just show up and play and leave. Nice. So that's, that's just a lot better than it used to be.
2: I was hauling all, you know, trail. I had a tour bus at one time. Uh, I did have a record contract out of Florida and uh, that didn't work out too well. (laughs) Uh, Just because it wasn't making a lot of money, so I decided to to part ways pretty quickly.
0: Uh, But I I had a 97 Eagle for about eight, seven, eight, seven, eight years and we drove that around. But then again, you you break down. I I break down going to a show and what do you do? You You sit on the side of the road waiting to get picked up and it takes forever. It does. So I was late
2: at a show one time because we we broke down going across 33, the mountain over here. We had to sit there and wait and unload the equipment onto another vehicle to get it to the venue and set it up. And it was terrifying. So I just try to be smarter to just contract it out and I don't have to worry about it. Well, that's awesome.
1: That's man. nice. Yeah. That's great. So
0: tell me about the, uh, the record business nowadays. We're all over the place. But yeah. you said you had a record deal, but it wasn't. The whole record industry changed. Everybody knows that. It's not what it used to be. And I hear people on TikTok saying, you know, oh, I'm independent, and it's even better. And look, I'm a bill- I'm top Billboard charts, but they try to hide it because I'm independent, and it's just weird. It's a loophole, but I got more plays than these people. But it's a game you got to play. What do you think it's about? What do you think about the indie thing? Yeah.
2: Well, I like being. Albums out. Records. I do have six. Al- I have six albums and an EP, uh, and I'll kind of backtrack on my records. Back in 1998, when we were doing a lot of openings for, like uh, Tracy Berg was the first national artist I opened for in '97, and I was still drumming, and that's when I made my transition in '98. I-, I wrote a six-song EP uh, locally with my with my band in Newport News, and we had a reel-to-reel uh, tape machine. And they happened to get burned up in the fire, so we lost our masters on that. But yeah. uh it was a cool experience and it's experience that first uh shot it right, but when I got to Nashville in two thousand one I I learned a whole lot. Uh, I got to work with Dwayne Phillips, who was at the time George Jones' guitar player, lead guitar player. We became friends, he bought me in the studio and then we we, we dropped my first Natural project and I got two number one singles off of that on the Radio, so it was pretty cool.
1: That is cool. Wow, that's awesome. So,
0: how does independent radio work? What what is what is independent well, radio? What is the
2: difference? They have they have a uh, you know radio promoters who promote to different uh, genres. Like uh, I had in, one of them, one of the uh, charts was indie indie world, I think, and, and indie music or something. So these they go around and promote all these songs. And I guess if these radio stations are playing, they'll call the radio stations, and say, hey. How I many spins did Tommy Wood get this week on his song I Tripped Over Your Memory? They'll say, Well, we gave him fifteen. So they log all this data down and compile it into a chart, and I'd have to get a number one on two, two of the charts.
1: Nice.
0: That is awesome, man. Yeah. That is awesome.
2: So so, how- so that I was excited about that, but it still wasn't excited because I wasn't writing the music. I, I was getting pitched songs. You know, I wrote the first project and it probably wasn't the best, but then i had these songwriters pitched me these songs that I really liked but then I wouldn't I felt like I wasn't coming in full circle as an artist because I wanted to write my own story I wanted to tell my own songs mm-hmm. so I got blessed
0: album did it have original music in that as well or was it all just covered dude. Do you have a, a music video with her or anything? Do you have any video or anything of her singing? I, that? I
2: think there's some YouTube links after her singing it live. I just have you know, dig it up. It's, it's, it's so hard to keep up with all these <laughs> these links and stuff, and I'm doing it myself. But yeah, I have a YouTube page. It, it should be on there, the YouTube
0: link. All right. It well, shows all my videos and different things like that. I'm going I'm to steal them and throw them on that Facebook group for the podcast here because I want people to see that. I want to see it.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I heard this real sweet. You should write. I think- Go ahead. We are playing at Bootville.
2: Y'all know where Bootville oh,
1: is? Oh, yeah. First. Yeah.
2: So we did a we did a CD release party there, and that's when she sang live there. So it, it, that should be on a YouTube. I'll, I'll try to get you the link to
1: it. Cool. You should, you should write a song just for the two of you and do a, a father-daughter duet. I think that would be awesome.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I, I, we got a, some ideas rolling. Good. I, I can't wait to get to get to. Get back on with this. You know, we, we wanted to finish your Christmas record last July. And you know how it is when July comes, like I got one time, next thing it, was, it snuck up on us. Yeah. So we did get half the record done, but we didn't finish the
0: whole thing. So, so. So yeah. you were talking about uh, today's country music's too poppy for you. We have serious radio on the road that we listen to all the time. Nowadays, I listen to 90% podcasts because I'm learning something. You know what I mean? Mm. But, um, when we listen to the radio, it's Christmas time. Definitely, we have Christmas music on. But when we listen to serious radio, it's usually prom country. It's eighties and nineties on serious radio. We stopped listening after the nineties, dude. We don't know any of the new stuff. I I, I wouldn't be able to sing along except to for, anything except new. for
1: Carrie Underwood. I do like her.
0: You follow her still? I like her. Yeah.
1: I like. I I couldn't, wouldn't be able to sing along too much, but I do like her songs.
0: But on your bio, you worked with uh, Trace Atkins. Yeah, and you were done. You you were booked on this podcast just because yeah. you, you touched him, got near him.
2: <laughs> That's all she needed to hear.
1: I have well, a celebrity it crush. Cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, Trace Adkins. He was really
1: cool. We uh, oh good. We had a bus time and we pulled up at the venue, and he
2: come outside and he had his overalls on and the grease gun, and I I come up to him, introduced myself to him. I said, hey man, I said
1: don't you get somebody to do this for you? He said, no, because he said, if I don't do it. It won't be
2: done right. Ah, there you go. That was one of her questions. She was like,
0: please don't, don't hurt my heart. I was really hoping. Yeah.
1: He seems like when you see him in interviews and different things, he seems like a really cool guy, but that can, you know, people meet their celebrity crushes, their celebrity people they look up to and their bubble just gets burst. And like, I really hope my bubble doesn't get burst. I really hope. <laughs> so that's awesome. I'm glad you yeah, hear that.
2: He, he was great. He was really awesome, and uh, and he's tall.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> six six or six seven. Oh like wow! That.
1: That's taller <laughs> big, than I thought.
2: Big guy, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Probably one of my most memorable artists I opened for was Josh Grace. He was one of the uh, I think four finalists on the American Idol. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got. Paired up with him to do a, a show, and uh, we got together. At, uh, I think it was in Lynchburg in Cattle the old club there. And uh, we talked about he wanted to play football with my band, so I said, well, "Let's do it." And he said, "Well, you get up and do your sound check. We've already sound checked, so we can get up and play some football before the show." So he. Uh, uh, it was funny because we in the middle of the sound check, and the uh, it was another act I can't remember their name, uh, and I wouldn't want to announce it anyway. But they were really mad that we were on stage doing our sound check. But they were like, "Well, we're we supposed to go next." And so Josh stepped in on our behalf and said, "Hey, y'all were late, so he's gonna finish his sound check, and then we got stuff to do." <laughs> so it was kind of nice he stuck up for
1: us. Yeah, nice.
0: You know, with magic and music, it's it's hard because they. They don't book those county fairs right. And if we're sharing the stage, you guys need a lot of time to set up and get all that sound equipment. But give me five minutes to get off the stage. Get me five minutes.
1: Yeah. That's
0: such a... Uh, and I, I want I want to get along with them. But some of them just want to throw... They think they're more important than... Don't put your stuff on my stage yet. It's my stage until I'm off, man. That's.
1: And we usually try and just take our stuff and don't even pack it. Just move it off stage. But even doing that real quick sometimes... It's not enough. But not always. There's been quite a few that are very nice.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I want it it's to be a, a, a brotherhood, man. We're all entertainers. Let's all get along. But they're like... Right. But they're like, dude, we have to be on in six hours. <laughs> yeah. You have to be on in six... Give me five minutes, man. Let me get off the stage.
2: Absolutely. And we're the most... We get along, We get along with everybody. But we just got it down to earth. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have a good time and... uh yeah, every every national artist that we've been with, uh, I did get to spend three months on the road, little Texas. They were they were a hoot. I mean, Porter and them guys, they were, they treated me really nice. And they were pretty cool.
0: Wow, wow. So what was the what was the um, Trace Atkins? Did, did you just work with him for a week, or was it a tour? What was it? Yeah,
2: it was it was it was, it was a weekend, and then uh, and then of course you know then going we went on to the next thing you know. Yeah, we, yeah one national this week and then with somebody else in so it's never it's never like a three month tour with the same person i I would love that that would be awesome because i know that happens more on the national level when the the record labels put that stuff together so it's a lot harder for me as an independent to to get on a on a you know a a two or three three month tour with them you know
0: yeah well let's do it let's figure it out we gotta gotta figure out how to do it we we could call trace up now there you go. There you go. We'll Google it. We'll Google
1: it. <laughs> Google it. I'm sure it's listed.
0: <laughs> so you have a you have a writing partner. How much do you think you've have you written songs completely on your own or you always work with a partner?
2: Uh, I've written some on my own, but uh I like writing with Philip because we're so much alike. And uh, it's so funny. I was playing this venue and this lady come up to Megan and she said uh she said, "Tommy," uh, I said, "Won't you play me one of them beer drinking songs?" She said, "I don't drink, but I love the way these sound." And that that stuck in my mind for the longest time. So I called Philip up when we got to writing these songs. I said, "Hey, this this is what happened to me. Let's let's make a song out of it." Two days later, we had a song called "I Don't Drink, But I Love Those Drinking Songs." <laughs> wow, that's awesome!
1: Yeah, that's, that's great. Very cool how that worked out. Let's so that's
2: pretty, and, and we use uh, all the players I use now because uh, I met so many. Uh, musicians in Nashville, and I've become friends with a lot of them. Um, We use Alan Jackson Steel Player now, because the the other guy that we was using, he passed away during COVID, which, you know, COVID hurt everybody. I'm sure it hurt you guys, it hurt us, um, and we lost a lot of people, you know, during that time, so uh, just a sad time for us, but uh, we ended up using Alan Jackson Steel Player, become friends with him, and now he's step forward to help us out. We got uh, Reba McIntyre's drummer, Drumming for us now for uh, on our records. And then uh, Bobby McKee's our league guitar player. And Robbie Meadows, you know, over in Luray uh, at Cookers. he's our bass player for the record and he mixes and produces with me on the, on my albums. Wow.
1: Well, so yeah. Well, you that's mentioned another invention. one of her
2: favorites,
0: Reba McIntyre. She is yeah. a Reba McIntyre freak over here. I
1: do like yeah. Reba McIntyre a lot.
0: Well
2: you, hey, well, you know that she's coming to John Paul Jones Arena on the 11th of March? Yeah, this yeah. weekend. this coming Saturday.
1: We have shows. I have to miss well, <laughs> it.
2: This is the only weekend I don't have a show. So uh, I called up Garth Justice, my drummer, and I said, hey, man, what's the chance you can land me some tickets to the Reba show? I want to hang out with you guys. So he, he hooked me up, so I'll be going
1: out there hanging out with everybody. Oh, nice. I'm so jealous.
0: Send us a picture of yeah. you backstage, and we'll Please. put that on the podcast group. We'll live through you. Know. I'll get some. Yeah. I would tell her. I love her so much. I would send her out there with you. Just put her in the cheap seat somewhere. Take care of her. But we have illusions. Who am yeah. I going to stick in boxes? Right. That's the only That's thing. Fun. It's a big show this weekend. If it was a smaller show, I'd say she's calling a sick day. But it's a big show this weekend.
1: Oh, you would. I would. You're so For, Rima,
0: for, for Yeah.
1: Darn illusions. <laughs>
0: I, I even, I'd even do it for your, your man crush there, Trace yeah, Adkins. Yeah. I, I'd do it for him, too. No,
1: that's us Because I trust you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, you are going to the show. Did you get your tickets? Did you get it all taken care of?
2: Yeah, everything's taken care of. I just got to pick them up. I got to go out there and pick them up. But, yeah, I got the confirmation he sent me. Here. Sweet. Something I just got to show him when I get out there.
1: Nice. So. Well, have fun. Because so we, so we had a chance to go out. Because, uh, again, like, you, when you're in the
2: business as well as you guys, you know, you meet a lot of people. And I, I know uh, you know Dave Fowler, uh, Scott Fowler, who was a guitar tech for uh, for Miranda Lambert. So when she came to town, and they all know me, so they'll call me and say, "Hey, come to town, come out to the show." And you know, it's it's a, it's a, it's an honor to, that they will invite us to come out to,
1: to get in with them. Yeah. And hang
2: out. They just okay. getting up stage and let me
0: pull it. Well, that's see, cool. that's another thing. I don't. I go to a magician show, and I'm. I don't know how to act because I'm used to being on stage. So do I clap too loud like I'm trying to help them out? Or do I just uh, I feel Mm -hmm. like people are looking at me. So it's like, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're at the same level in the entertainment where we're not Vegas headliners. We're not Nashville superstars, but we know everybody. So we get tickets to shows and we get to meet our idols and people that we grew up listening to and loving. And it's a good place to be, man. Yeah. Absolutely,
2: and and I, and I had my most honor to hang out with George Jones and uh, uh, before he passed away, about about three or four years before he passed away, we we were making trips to Nashville, and I was invited to his home wow. where I sang twice there, and uh, George Jet was there, his uh, one of his daughters, and uh, it was uh, it was very nice, and, and his, uh, George's uh, wife Nancy, who really liked me, she would always come up and hug me and invite me for dinner and stuff. So she, you know. And George passed away at the first sad, first sad time.
0: Wow, wow. Yeah. So, what other what other idols have you got to meet? Oh, your music idols. Uh, I, well, George was certainly
1: one of them. Yeah. Uh, he was. He was a big one because that's what I listened to. I never did get, uh, meet Conway and Twitty or or, or Loretta Lynn. Loretta Lynn just passed away, and I would
2: love to meet her mm-hmm. because that was what I really listened to in the early early days. And of course, Tammy Wynette was another one I have never got to meet. Uh, but, you know, Alan Jackson, all them guys, I love the 90s artists. I think that's the best era of country. As you mentioned, the Sirius XM prime country, that's where my dial is too because I, that's, that suits me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and everything you hear of my music sounds like that 90s era of music. So, it's kind of cool.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, if people are trying to get your CDs, they're do you have CDs anymore? Is it all digital? I mean, how do you order a digital song nowadays?
2: Well, well it, it's funny that you said it. I, I got a new truck recently and there's no CD player. So it's like, okay, what, what's up with that? So everything is going digitally. The CDs eventually going to go away, which is a sad thing for us because that's what we sell at our show. That's what we make a lot of money, you know. So it's mostly just a digital thing. You go out and download it to your phone or you play it off your Spotify account. Okay. Which, when you get in your vehicle, your phone connects to your vehicle, and then yeah. you hit your Spotify, and you got a playlist, and that's where you play it off
0: of. Which, so if I just find your music on Spotify, you're getting paid?
2: Yes. Every time I get spent on Spotify, I'll get paid. All right, all right. So I don't have to download
0: your whole album. I just find you on Spotify and just type, keep <laughs> typing in your name.
2: Yeah, and, and I got uh, my latest two country records. is one called This Country Life. Where we had a song on there called "I'll Stamp For The Flag," a very patriotic song that, uh, that me and Philip wrote uh, in honor of our veterans. We feel real, uh, uh, you know, patriotic. Want to dedicate uh, and thank them for everything they've done for this country, and, and we get to do what we do
1: because of what they've done. Is what I try to say. Absolutely, one hundred percent. yeah. So we, we wrote
2: that song, and uh, and that even a top five on the indie charts in Nashville. We was pretty excited maybe
1: number one, but it didn't quite good. Hey, top uh, five's not bad. That's
2: not
0: top bad five's at
1: all. Top not bad at all. Tell that
0: 17-year-old yeah. I only got the top five. Come on.
1: Yeah, right?
0: You know? <laughs> so um, here's something I'm telling you personal about me. I love country music. Driving down the road, you got to think, sometimes we're driving 20 hours to get to a show. Because why get a hotel, I'm almost home. And we'll take turns driving. When It's nothing dangerous, but long hours on the road. And a country song will hit me and she'll be really? asleep and I'll just start crying. Yeah. But those patriotic songs, and I can't think of any of them right now, but there's uh talking about the Twin Towers and the mm-hmm. guy talking about Osama bin Laden and all that, I'll get all teary eyed, dude, because I get all my emotions are down when I'm after a show's over, my adrenaline's gone, and I'm just driving, just seeing that little white line just passing me, man. Yeah. It's whoo <laughs> it gets me. It gets me.
2: Yeah, old Daryl Worley, have you forgotten? You know, that's yeah. A great song. yeah, that is we yeah. need to remember them things because uh, I think we let our guard down the United States did uh that should have never happen. The twin tires should never get bombed the way they did by them planes. But uh anyway, hopefully they're you know, watching out that we don't have nothing like that
1: happen again. Yeah. You
0: know. Well I'm gonna check out your stand for the flag song, but I'm not gonna do it at four in the morning. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna do it <laughs>
1: when, when so you get up. So I can feel a little up. more
0: manly. So yeah. I'm not sobbing to
2: go down the road.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> funny oh man we you got you know, another thing i'm involved in that's pretty exciting that uh that there's an independent music country country music award show in nashville called the josie music award show and uh it's probably one of the biggest independent
2: shows for for people like myself next to the cmas where the national guys go and uh it's now being held at the grand Ole opera so oh, cool. we're starting to make starting to make a little headway so I submit my music. Uh, I submitted two of my records, and, and we so far we've gotten six nominations. We didn't want anything, but we've been nominated out of over thirty-five thousand people that
1: entered. Wow.
2: So it's an honor. It's a win-win-win for me because to be nominated out of that many people, and this year it's even going to be even bigger. So we're going to submit the new record, five twenty-three. For hopefully we get nominated for that, um, maybe single or album of the year, or whatnot. But it's going to be a Grand even if we don't get nominated, at least we're getting looked at. By a panel of judges in Nashville that are seeing the stuff that we created and coming back to say, hey, yeah, it's
1: great stuff. Very so. cool.
0: Dude, that's awesome. Is the Grand Old Opry, what do they build new out there? Is it one of the buildings like. There's
1: the Ryman Theater, which is the original Grand Old Opry, and then they have a new one, some that I think they're just calling the Grand Old Opry.
2: So is your yeah, award yeah, yeah. showing new one or the Ryman?
1: Well, the Ryman is
2: the Mother Church. That's right. downtown, yeah. uh, but the one we'll be at be the Grand Ole Opry up on Briley Parkway. Okay. okay. That's the new, new building.
1: We and that's tour, where most of the, the Opry
2: Island. shows are. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We toured both of them. We checked out both of them.
1: Yeah, but we... Okay, yeah.
0: I'm a member of the Fellowship of Christian Magicians, and they hired me to um, headline one of their conventions in Nashville. And we stayed for another four days down there and checked it all out. Nashville's a fun town, it man. It is. I was just telling a buddy of mine came to my house the other day. He said he'd never been to Nashville. I said, "Look, there's a building here, and there's a brick wall, and another building right here, and two bands playing. And if there wasn't yeah. that brick wall, they'd be their backs would be touching. I mean, it's and you could see it from the storefronts out front. It's
1: all music
0: long-term. everywhere, man. Yeah. It's awesome. In the mall, well, they had changed. people busking. Well, Nashville even that has changed since the earlier. 90s
1: you know uh, we were doing a lot of the fanfare stuff there we would go there and we were being sponsored by yamaha
2: we got sponsored by grease Lightning one time the cleaning agent and, and we were getting invited to come into the convention center and set up a booth and we had the sponsorships and stuff and we started getting these long lines and eventually they shut us down and wouldn't let us come back oh. we, were making, we were just <laughs> had lines out and we would just sign autographs and whatever but you know it, they didn't want that to happen. They
1: didn't want no independent guy coming in there and the anybody it up. Oh, know, so. That's not cool.
2: So, wow. So we yeah. try to, so to get back in the next year, and it was like,
1: nah, let's back. You're too much of a draw? How is that a bad thing? That's bringing yeah. people well, in. That's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it don't make any sense. But, no. again, it, it, it's all on who you, you know, they want to control it, the big companies and stuff. I understand yeah. that, I guess. You
0: know. but, I don't. Uh, I don't get it. it no. <laughs> I don't get it at all. That don't make sense. You think he, they'd want that.
1: Well, they should have given you an offer. You have that bag as yeah, big of a following.
2: And, and say I'll stay there, kind of like Barth Brooks, you know, I'll stay there the whole... If I got a line, I'll sign an autograph until to the, to the last one that comes to the line. Absolutely. And, and we were doing that. We had just tons and tons of people coming
1: through.
0: That's so, pretty cool. Wow. That's the way to do it, though. Yeah. That's the way to do it. So, um, in all those years... What is like one tip for magicians, entertainers, working outside those county fairs, 110 degree days, man? What's what's an outside performance tip for you?
2: You got one? Well, for me, uh, hydration. You gotta drink a lot of water and, uh, and, and just stay rested and, and, and not to be as a singer. And even you, you gotta talk your, your part. You don't have a sore throat and have laryngitis. It won't be a big magic trick, but, uh, and uh, so for me, I have to stay rested and try not to talk and, and get lots
0: of water. Have you ever heard the tip about Vaseline on your eyebrows so the sweat don't go in your eye? Have you ever tried that? You ever heard of that one?
2: I've never heard of that. That's something
0: new. Hey, <laughs> if you've ever had that, you're playing a guitar, or doing a magic trick, and it burns. <laughs> I've never tried it, but it's in the back of my mind. I, I To wanna, do it. Yeah, I want to do it one day. I don't know. I don't know. So, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you on the road? I'm sure you got some crazy stories. You've probably seen crazy drunk people in the crowd. You've probably seen—you've had to have seen some crazy stuff in the bars and the late at night. Yeah, early on, early on in the in the bar
2: scene, it was real crazy. Uh, you know, they they laid out drunk in the bathroom and, and <laughs> throw it up all over the place. It's kind of nasty. I mean, just disgusting. But some of the funnier experiences I'd be up on stage and some. Some uh, lady would take an undergarment and throw it up on my, at me, and it landed on my bike stand. So that was, you
0: know. That's show business. That's what it's all about. That's better than paycheck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's
0: awesome. Do you still have them? Is it hanging from your ceiling fan now?
2: <laughs> no. Oh Maybe I should have saved and auctioned it auction at all. <laughs> that's, that's that's a show funny.
0: souvenir right there. Nobody ever did that for a magic show. Never once. <laughs> <laughs> you, win. you
2: hold a guitar while you're doing your magic
0: trick <laughs> yeah there you go yeah so uh i don't know what what else tell me tell me another funny story about uh being on the road it's got to be got to be some fun stories
2: well you know we toured uh from from virginia through uh all the way to new mexico and that was um and i don't know it wasn't a fun a funny experience for me because when i got out to new mexico the the air temperature out there is a lot different than here. And it made me automatically get a sinus infection. I was sick the whole two weeks we were gone. It was it was miserable for me. So I called my doctor back in Virginia and said, Hey, you got to call me something in. I was I'm on the road. I was saying, I'm trying to sing. I'm miserable. So they called me in uh, at a local pharmacy. It was in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, playing at rodeo nights. And that, from what I understand, that place is no longer there, but that was a, a big stepping place for a lot of, uh, up and coming artists to come in through there, and play there. A lot of history at Roosevelt nights And then we went on to Albuquerque and played. And come back to Grand Junction, Colorado. Then headed back home.
0: How long was that tour?
2: That was two weeks. Yeah. That's a lot of driving yeah, for two weeks.
1: That's a lot of yeah. distance. Wow. On, yeah.
2: I think it was uh, it was uh, fourteen shows. I think lined up in that two and a half. it was, it was a two and a half week period. It was fourteen shows lined
0: up. That's a lot of hustling, man.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: So, do you think it was just the uh, the lack of humidity? Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, be, being born and
2: raised in Virginia, you know, the humidity here is pretty pretty high. Mm-hmm. So, see, during the summertime, but when we went out there, it was like no humidity. So, my body didn't like it at all. So, it was like, uh, so if I go back again, I'll just drink a lot of water before I go.
1: Be prepared, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you know.
2: Was yeah. it was it
0: summertime when you did that tour? Yeah, it was summer. Yeah. Oh, that's even crazier.
2: Yeah. Summer in Mexico.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I down a couple of things I thought was pretty cool with my, my career. Um, I was invited. I had a radio station DJ in. Going around, I got a lot of radio station people that I know. And if I have a new song, I'll call them up and say, hey, I know you're governed by Nashville, but hey, throw this in and see what people say. They'll, they'll play, you know. So, uh, I had a station over across the Mount Harrisonburg. Called me up and they said, "Hey, we want you to enter this competition." it was the 34th annual Country Showdown, and it was it was a spinoff on the old Colgate Country Showdown. I'm not a big thing on competitions like that, but I said, "Okay, I'll just entertain them." It was at the Shandor County Fair, and I went over there and I had to win two two times to go to the state level, and I did. I won both of the local levels went to the state level in New Jersey, and I won that. Nice. Kind of cool. And then we went to the national, and, and uh, we lost uh, a local. Man. It was like the guy came up to me, and it says, it was only one judge. It was a tie. It was three tiebreakers, and it was all tie, tied up, and it was just one judge. He'd throw the boat towards the other person, and he uh. said, <laughs> we're so close.
1: So close. Wow. That is wow. very close. That's really that's cool. awesome though. Yeah. That's awesome. But it was pretty cool.
2: And and uh, so I try not to not do a lot and that you know, I, sometimes they'll call me to to uh, judge some of these competitions. It's kinda of fun to be on the other end of it, judge somebody else. <laughs>
0: yeah. But uh, So yeah, I mean, so what, did you just do one song and take it the whole time? Or was did you well, play a set or how'd that work? Well I had to play two
2: songs and and then they judged, and then I, so I, and I was doing original music too, because that, that was an extra three points, I think, if you did original
1: music. Oh, cool.
0: So, you won at Shenandoah County Fair, and then you won in New Jersey, was it the same two songs?
2: Um, yes, I used the same, same two songs.
0: All
2: right, wow, cool, wow. And That's I think good. Brad Paisley, still player, played on one, I had, I had wrote a song called, Falling for You, uh, because I met my wife, you know, 12 years ago, and it's funny because, uh, I came home from a date one night and I'm got my guitar on by myself I'm like I'm all fidgety and I'm like I can't eat, I can't sleep. All I do is think about you. That kinda came in my head, so I got my guitar out and I just got in a got in a chord and started strumming and next thing I'm like I wrote a song in like two or three days I'm like pretty cool. So I I sang it up there and I I guess that's what won the competition. Was.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: oh that's sweet. Brownie points. I had to help. Yeah.
2: <laughs> It helped a whole lot. But I, I, I've gotten better songs. Not saying that's not a great song. It's a great song. But again, writing with somebody else, I think you, you kind of pull through both people, you know. And being and Philip, uh, he's just a great songwriter. Man, I, I love him to death. And he, he's out of Steele, Alabama. And uh, we, we went to the Josie Music Awards together when we were nominated we got to set together. So it was a lot of fun.
0: So, Hang out does Philip play in a band as well? So does he right for other people as well or just you and him yeah.
2: to cover it because he
0: made a ton of money on that song so then they cover it and then the songwriter gets it again correct exactly yeah
1: there you go that's all
0: right what's the what's the i guess in movies or in books or something it's like 100 years before it becomes royalty free or whatever what is it for a song um uh, i think it's 100
2: years maybe it's 60. I, don't, I don't i don't know that
0: okay all right
2: yeah well
0: 60 years is a good run. Yeah, no <laughs> that's kidding. A, that's a good run to get paycheck. I yeah. won't complete. Heck yeah, yeah man. Well, well, you know, it's funny because I, I've learned a lot trying to collect all the money I
2: can as a you know, songwriter, mechanical uh, money and everything. And, perform- and I just re- learned recently, performance royalties, uh, a lot of shows that I sing, because I'm a BMI writer in Nashville, so I'm, I'm registered out of them, so I registered my songs all through Nashville. So if I submit my set list to them, when i play at the venue then i get paid performance royalties
1: oh interesting
2: wow so i'll get paid more money if i write the song obviously and i'll still get paid if i do a cover but more money comes to me if it's my song
1: that's pretty cool i never knew about that that's neat that's nice
2: i'm trying yeah, to wait. go ahead you try to get all the pieces of the pie you know you just, and I didn't know all this either. I just uh, I learned as I go along. I you know, ask questions. And you know, I, and when you meet people like uh, I know another songwriter in Richmond, Virginia, me and him talk a lot. He, he's actually going to talk about it. He said, Man, do you got your song list submitted to the BMI thing for your performance record? I said, Well, they have my song, but I don't submit my, you know, if I go to the, you know, wherever, Blue Ridge Cafe, I don't have been submitting my set list. But he said, Do it because you get paid.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no pretty- kidding. That's great. Cool.
2: What a
0: backdoor thing that
1: is. Yeah.
0: Wow. Magic doesn't have that. No. Magic doesn't have that. No. <laughs> Golly. So, uh. Oh, well, you, maybe you need to sing a couple songs
1: in your show and, and then. <laughs> the performance world. You know,
0: I'm an alright singer, but I match pitches. I I'm not a front man. I, I was in chorus, so that's, I was taught yeah. how to just match other people. I can't sing on my own. I can sing along to the radio, but.
1: You can't harmonize.
0: That's what all I can do, right? That's all no, I can do. You're
1: going along with everybody. See, she knows Me more too. than I do.
0: Can't harm her. So, uh, so what are you looking to? What are you looking forward to in the future? What, what do you see in the future? What do you got planning
2: coming up? Well, uh, you know, locally, uh, most of, I have a lot of fan base here in uh, in Green and, and all in the Shandor Valley, uh, Harrisonburg area, uh, Grottoes, Bridgewater. That's where I got my, my start over there, the build, the fairs. They call them lawn parties over there, but the same thing as the fair. They just have a different name. And we've played everyone over there, Rockingham County Fair, West Rockingham Fair, Falls Run, Mathias, uh, you know, all of them places we played, and we've got a fan base. But here lately, in the last probably three or four years, we've, especially being on the road with Big Rain and the Cool Cats, I'm not local that much. But I do have an opportunity since now the Blue Ridge Cafe in Rutgersville is having music now, and Lydia Mountain Lodge up on the mountain. So we have some local stuff coming up there. We're doing a show March the seventeenth, St. Patrick's Day, Lydia Mountain. Oh, nice! So, and that's just for being my bass player. We don't bring a full band. We, we do duo and solo, and get and have a good show. You
1: know. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. What about um, like on Facebook? Are you on Facebook? I'm on
2: Facebook. Yes. This is it just Tommy and, Wood? Tommy Wood. Yep. Yeah. And I have a musician page and my regular page, and I kind of combine it all together. I, I kind of post on both pages. Uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. So it's hard to keep up with. What's
0: but, your Instagram?
2: Instagram. Um. Uh, Tommy Wood. I think, I think. It's
0: just at Tommy Wood. That's easy enough, man. Yes. All right. And, and, and I'll double check that. But uh,
2: again, it's I see it so often. I don't even look at what it is. You know, what it's set up at.
0: And your website's tommywood.net, so uh, we'll send everybody there to check that out. Now, can they can they download your music there? Can they? What is what's on your website? Is your schedule on uh, there? The schedule there and, and uh, some stuff information. Um,
2: yeah, I think you can download there as well. Uh, most of the download and streaming is on on the digital outlets, and there's links on there as well. I have another page called the Indie Music Channel uh, dot com page, and I got a full. Website there too with everything. on Videos. Oh, no, nice. uh, we've been doing we've been doing some videos, just clips of some of the new material. So, uh, but Tommy Tommywood dot net's really easy. You can go there and find most of everything.
0: That's the hard part with us trying to get the schedule up because our schedule changes every day. Do you have a web person that does it for you? Or are You doing it all?
2: I do it all, and it's like I say, it's complicated because trying to find the time, and you know, and, and I don't just do. Music. Yeah, I consider music full time, but on the side, especially during the summertime, I I, uh, I make and cut hay. <laughs> when I'm not <laughs> with the guitar man, I'm riding a tractor down through the farm field. And
1: mm. that's where one
2: of my songs on my other record comes from called Making Hay. That uh. um, was kind of cool that we did a little video on that too. It was kinda fun,
0: so. so, is that your properties that you're maintaining, or
2: is it uh, other people? Other people's property, some okay. some our property, and some other people that because uh, a lot of the farmers here have, have gone on or whatever, so they need people to take over. My brother and his son in law you know, got into the business about three years ago, and they, you know, they wanted me to help out with
1: it. Yeah, and I grew
2: I grew up around that, you know, so I,
0: it's pretty easy.
1: You know what you're doing. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: awesome. Her dad's got 40 acres, and you need somebody to take care of it, so he just hires a guy to come out there and. He gives the guy the hay bales, I think.
1: Yeah, just the guy. To for him. The guy had an agreement with the people before, um, that lived there before my parents did, that he could grow and cut down the hay. So they just kept it with my parents. So they have a big old hay field in there, in their acreage. Yep.
0: That's a good deal. They get the hay, but they maintain it for him, so he didn't have to cut all that grass.
2: Right. Yeah. And that's what and that's kind of what we have. You know, we,
0: yeah. we get to keep the hay and we
1: maintain the field. So. Yeah. There you go. All nice. right. Well,
2: Cool,
0: man. Cool. Good deal. Dude, what else you got going on? We got, like, uh, ten minutes left, eight Not minutes yet. left? Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Well, uh, you know, we got, like I said, the show's coming at Lydia Mountain Lodge. You can check all that stuff on the website. Uh, I think uh, Blue Ridge Cafe. Um, I just spent uh, last weekend in uh, Berryville doing stuff with Big Ray. Most of his shows are corporate or private stuff, and we'll put that on the website. So somebody asked me the other day, why you put that on there if we can't come? I'm like, well... To, well, one main reason is so somebody knows that I'm
1: booked. Right.
2: <laughs> not, they'll, they'll try to book me, and I'm like, take a look at the website and see that.
1: So,
2: yeah. We do uh, the same thing, same reason. But the biggest thing, my next step probably in my career is working on that new Christmas record that we want to get out this Christmas. Uh, I call them albums, they, you know, CDs, but they still, it may be all digital by then. I'm not sure we'll even do a CD, but it'll be a full album uh, for online. And then, and then a country record that we're working on. That we've got the first single that we're gonna get ready to record that soon. So it's pretty exciting. I'm not gonna say the name of it. So where do you
0: people. where do you do the recording at? Do you do it right there in your office, or where do you guys go to record?
2: Well, um, you know, like I said early on, and my first record was in Nashville. But because I know everybody and the technology, like you said, we I could do it in my office. But I'll start. The songs, you know, I'll, I'll go through the start of the process. You know, I'll get my song right. We'll cut a demo of the song we create. So just a guitar vocal, and I'll send it over to Bobby McKee. He lives now. He was in Nashville, but he lives now in Indiana. And I'll, I'll call him up and say, hey, i got a song coming at you. When can you cut me an uh, acoustic track on it? So he'll cut the acoustic track on it, and he'll send it back to me, and then I'll send it over to uh, the drummer in his studio in Nashville. So we, we email it around. Oh, wow. So so we're not in the same room. So we're kind of piecing this together as a puzzle. So when it all comes back, it all it all comes back through my hub here. And then once I get everything, I send it over to Robbie Meadows and, Ray, and we start putting it
1: together and go start mixing it. And then I'll go in and cut the lead vocal over there. Wow. And, and,
2: and, uh, his studio is called Hazard County uh, Recording
1: Studio. Nice. That's
0: awesome. That's yeah. awesome. We've never made it up there. They always do it on a Saturday. and wow. We always have shows.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I had opportunity to be on the Shandor Jamboree for one year. and That was really cool, and they had guest singers from Nashville that we opened up for. And it was really, really nice to be a part of that and, and meet Ben Jones about. You know, I grew up with the Dukes of Hazard. I'm sitting on the couch right beside Ben Jones, talking just like we we're talking.
0: Yeah. And so, it's, and I got to meet Daisy Duke. I got a picture taken with her. I just put in on Facebook. Uh, she had a birthday recently.
2: Wow. Bach, so.
0: Wow. What is the what is the blonde guy? I can't. It's... Uh... The blind guy. Boom. what was his real name? John? John Schneider. He was there probably the year that you were performing there. And I really wanted to go because I'm a big Superman fan. And he was
1: Clark Kent's dad. Yeah, he was, dad. Dad. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was Superman's
0: dad in Smallville.
1: Yeah. And I
0: wanted to go just because of that. But I grew up watching Dukes of Hazard as well, man. It came on. I watched it all the time when I was a kid. Heck, I got the DVDs and uh, couldn't go, man. I had shows. And I was like. Uh, he's right there. Superman's yeah. dad's right there. I can get a picture with him, but I couldn't do it. Tag on
2: it. Superman. Yeah, that's Aaron Tippin. We was with a show with Aaron Tippin one time, and uh, he came out with a song, uh, I think, Honky tonk Superman. He had a big Superman
0: shirt on. It was kind of cool. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's good. i have yeah. to look that up. Yeah.
2: I don't know that song. Aaron Tippin. Yeah, Aaron Tippin. Yeah, he don't do a lot now, damn, I think, uh, but uh, back when we were doing a lot of trips to Nashville and we were hanging out in a lot of the green rooms during the things we doing those country radio seminar we we attended a bunch of them and we would just hang out with uh, bill anderson you know Ronnie bill Sab, whoever would be coming through we would just chat with them it's
0: fun so what's it like on those big tours like with a with the trace atkins backstage what's the green room like is it i mean because you know us i we're at this stage here where it could be literally a broom closet it Mm -hmm. could literally be the audience is there and you're just hiding from them until you go on because there is nothing
2: I well, imagine Trace Atkins has them. great yeah, carpets and fruit trees. Because, uh, with Trace, if we were having a tour bus, that's all we had. You know, we, there was no room at, at the venue, so we were hanging out on the bus. Which the bus is like a house on wheels. Yeah. You know, EVs and everything. And um, one time we were down in, I think it was uh, Bristol, Virginia, um, and Alan Jackson's bus was in for some repair or something, and we were pulling in to get something fixed on our bus. And the guy comes off, he said, hey, he introduce yourself, he I'm the Alan Jackson bus driver, y'all go on and help yourself, you know, we got snacks on the bus, I'm like, really? <laughs> so we got to go on the bus and eat some of Alan Jackson's food.
0: <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. That is that's awesome. Cool, huh? Did you
2: get pictures? I would have got pictures of me eating his food. I, I should have, I, I, yeah. It was so just in awe of being there, I guess, on the bus, I should, I should have. <laughs>
0: Dude, thank you so much for doing this tonight. Sorry, I'm I'm like spacing out because I'm such a country music fan, but I don't know all the lingo and everything, and I'm I'm really grasping at straws. I have a friend of mine that that plays in bands. He's a magician, but he's a gun salesman. That's what he does for a living. He's a, a salesman for a gun company, but he's a hobbyist magician. He's got 75 guitars or more, and he's played in all these different bands. And I'm kicking myself because he's told me the story several times about a trick just like you said about s- submitting your set list to get paid because he yeah. got paid extra from one of the fraternities or one of the things when he did um when he did fraternities somehow he got extra money from somewhere else but i don't he didn't write music it wasn't that it was something else and i can't it's killing me it's well, going to come to you said you don't
1: have to write the music for the for the performer royalty you get paid more if you wrote the music. But you don't have to have. So maybe
0: that's what it was then. Maybe yeah. it was the performer royalty then, because yeah. he was performing yeah. it that night.
2: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to. If it's a cover song, you can still get paid money. It's just the percentage is less. Yeah. yeah. So, so I I try to sing maybe all my original songs. I mean, I got quite a few, so I try to get minutes of game in him, so you
0: know. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Maybe that's that's one hundred percent what it was then. He was yeah. getting. He knew that trick.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't surprise.
0: Anyway, anyway. Dude, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, thank you. I can't wait to see you on the road. We're going to check out your stuff. I'm going to download your songs. I can't wait to see your little girl singing with you. Yeah. And my wife had that idea for that duet.
1: (laughs) He probably already had the idea. I just, you know.
0: If you, you know, <laughs> if you need me to help write something for you, you know, just let me know. Uh, <laughs> that, way you, that way you can get a little royalty. Money. You know, I need something. I don't have royalties. I do my show. I'm done. That's it. That's <laughs> funny. The only problem is, man, the more money you make, the more you got to pay out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's yep. true. That's true. That's true. Well, thank you but, so uh, much, man. I appreciate it.
2: No problem. And hopefully we'll get up, get the same venue, and we'll I'll open for you guys.
0: <laughs> there you go. And heck, we'll get you, uh, we'll get you to hang out in our little RV. We got a,
1: it won't be as cool as Alan Jackson's, but we have snacks.
0: We do have snacks. We have snacks. <laughs> Dude, we'll talk. We'll get you. We'll get you on our, our. Yeah, we'll have you. We'll have you at least open for us at some point. Let's yeah, do that. He's local. That'd, that'd be great.
1: That would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. I think fun. we figured out something. But we'll then you gotta out...
1: hang around for after so we can hang out. That's we'll the run out. The... We'll run out.
0: William Monroe High School
2: or something, and we'll just do a, a fundraiser
1: show. Ooh, that'd be fun.
2: You know, somebody called me the other day about a fundraiser. There's a, there's a local person who has breast cancer, and she's having a hard time. She owns a country uh, line merchant down here on Twenty Nine, the old Windmill Market. Mm-hmm. She's going through cancer treatment, and I was called the other day about doing a show.
1: So oh, cool. Don't. Okay, yeah.
2: We'll figure out something. Thank you Absolutely. so much for everything, man.
0: Tommywood.net. Check out his music, dude. Two number one hits, a number five hit. It's on the indie charts, but dude, this guy's going places. Yeah. Check him out. Tommywood.net. Thank you, Tommy. Only one more thing Thank left you. for us to say, man. See, See you, you next, next week. week. Take care. It's
1: not stopping.
0: Check us out online at wesisley.com and Patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley. for behind the scene videos, blooper videos, never-before-seen footage, discounts on merchandise, magic trick tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley spelled W-E-S-I-S-E-L-I.